Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking about my top 10 list of money mishaps. since this is free form Friday, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, Rather than giving you money advice, I wanted to share kind of my past, right? I wanted to go over my top 10 list of money mishaps because what I really want you to understand is that you should not beat yourself up about money mishaps. They happen. They happen to everyone. They happen to people who have expertise just like me. Um, They happen to people whether they're rich, whether they don't have a lot in their bank account, whether they're black, white, brown, purple, pink, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? No one is immune from this. And I think what happens is like we all are in isolation. And, you know, I think a lot of times like your money situation um, 
can really make you feel like you're at like a 3D movie, right? And you don't have your goggles on. Have you ever done that before? I always get a headache, um, I, but I always have to take off my goggles. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it looks like without the goggles on. You can't see. It's blurry. It's fuzzy, right? And I think that's how we see our money situation because we don't talk about it. This is not a dinnertime conversation. It should be. We all should be able to talk about this stuff, but we don't because we feel guilt and shame and I, you know, on and on and on. You know, you know the emotions, right? But when you put those 3D glasses on, then suddenly there's clarity. And that's really what I want you to get from this podcast. And it's the reason why I do this over and over and over again is so that I can help be those 3D goggles for you. So you can see things clearly and you can see and understand that you're not different from everybody else. You have the exact same money worries, stress, frustration, excitement, exuberance, fear, doubt, everything that that the next person does, right? And this is not a factor, again, of how much or how little you have in your bank account. This is universal. This is something that we all go through. And so I don't want you to beat yourself up, right? Think of this as like your daily money therapy, all right? When you're getting really depressed and frustrated with yourself, I want you to put on this episode and I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to listen to it and 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 know that whatever mistake you might have made, whatever you might have spent your money on, whatever um, you're struggling with, your credit score, you want to buy a house, you can't figure it out. Maybe you just you can't get on budget. I don't know. Maybe you can't get ahead in your career. Maybe you missed a payment on something. What, whatever it is that you've done, it's not that big of a deal. It can be fixed. It can be fixed. Every single money issue, problem, stress, whether it's you, whether it's in your relationship, whether it's with your boss or with your parents or with your sister or with your brother or your best friend, whatever it is, it can be fixed. You just got to know what to do, Right. And that's why I'm hoping you're listening to the podcast because you got to get tools in your tool chest. That's how you fix things, right? Um, But you also have to just be willing to drop all of this baggage about money mishaps, about money worries, about frustrations, because I am speaking to you from complete personal experience on this, right? I have spent so many days of my life worried about money, stressed out about money, frustrated about money. Um, I've been to dinners where I couldn't even concentrate because something happened to me and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay that bill? Is money just going to appear in my bank account? Running my own business for many years. I started my first business when I was 19 in college and I knew nothing. And I have had only one, what you would call actual uh, corporate job in my entire life. And that was only for a few years because that's just not me, right? Um, I am an entrepreneur. I, I, I cultivate ideas. I wake up with ideas. I have ideas running through my veins. That's just who I am. I can't squash it. Sometimes I try to, but that just doesn't work. <laughs> um, so my point is that I have been there. I have been stressed out. I have been frustrated. I have been scared. Um, Everything that you feel about money, even the good stuff, right? I know what it feels like to, to win. Like when I get a new contract or a new client, or when I would, you know, get a raise when I was working in the corporate world, or when I would be able to go out and buy something or go on a nice trip. I know what that feels like too. And that's, 
those are pretty good feelings, right? But, but my whole point is there's been so many times in my life where my happiness has revolved around whatever was in my bank account. And if there wasn't a lot in my bank account, I felt really crappy. And I really just woke up one day and went, this doesn't work. It just doesn't work, right? So you may be having the same feelings. You may be struggling. Maybe you're in a great place right now, right? Uh, Whatever it may be, I just want to give you a little encouragement that this stuff isn't easy. And just when you think you're like in a good spot with your finances, then something happens. And um, that I can tell you is absolutely not um, an isolation feeling. I see it all the time with the people I work with, um, at events that I speak at, you know, all sorts of things. Everything, everything that you're feeling, everything that you go through, other people are going through, right? And so if, if they can work and overcome things, you can do it as well. So let's talk about my top 10 list because I think it's really important that you also know that, um, I've made some money mishaps, (laughs) And I will continue to do it, right? I know all the tips. I know all the tricks. I have a lot of tools in my tool chest, and yet I still make mistakes, right? Um, So that should encourage you because, um, again, this is just, this is something that happens to everyone. So let's start. Number 10. I'm going to count backwards, right? I'm going to save one for last. We're going to do it uh, Letterman style here. So Number 10, getting into credit card debt in college and not paying off. Um, That may sound like a boring one, but that actually is a big deal. I got in credit card debt when I was an undergrad and um, it wasn't a lot of debt, but you know, when you're a college student, I think any amount of debt is a huge amount of debt. And yeah, I, I bought some stupid things. I will fully admit to that. I had a boyfriend and I thought, you know, it'd be a really cool idea if I bought him like this really expensive watch for his birthday so that, you know, I could be kind of like the prized girlfriend. Well, bought him the watch. It was a really expensive watch. Um, gave him the watch for his birthday. And two days later we broke up. I never got the watch back. He has the watch and I was left with a credit card bill. So moral of the story is if I'm going to buy an expensive watch, I'm going to buy it for me. <laughs> not for anybody else. Okay. And number nine, um, when I was married the first time and I was young, very young, uh, we were both managing our bank account. So we had one bank account, two people managing it did not work, does not work. Every bit of piece of advice that I speak to you about, um, in marriage and money comes from complete personal experience don't have two people managing the same bank account. It is like a recipe for disaster. One person, one person is the CEO of the family finances, right? That one person is in charge of day to day. The other person, they got to know what's going on. They've got to be able to check, you know, the account. They got to know how much money's in it. They got to know, um, you know, the weekly budget, whatever it may be, right? But one person, one person's managing it. That's how this stuff works. Okay, number eight. Oh, this is a. <laughs> um, I bought a timeshare, which is just a big fat no no. We'll just leave it at that. But I bought a timeshare in Hawaii. It was beautiful, it was stunning, um, way more than I should have bought. And I did it before I paid off my student loan. So um, that was just that was just a huge mistake, right? beautiful timeshare, not worth the money. I think now it's worth maybe, um, 
50% of what I bought it for. Should have just taken the money, paid off my student loans, um, and then taken some really nice trips around the world. Okay, number seven, uh, getting married too young. <laughs> um, that's not a mistake, right? But I did get divorced, and that was a very, very costly mistake. And, um, you know, I'm certainly not a proponent of getting divorced, but stuff happens. So it is a reality. And it's also an expensive reality. I have a lot of friends who have said, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to get divorced. I'm just not happy anymore. And I'm always cautioning people like, is there any way that you can figure out how to stay with this person? Because it's tough emotionally. It is tough monetarily and no one wins. No one wins in the equation. Um, it's just really, really tough. All right, number six is uh, the grocery store. The grocery store has sucked up so much of my money. How many times you go to the grocery store, you buy something, you bring it home, you have a full intention of cooking with it, and then you end up throwing away because it goes bad. So I learned to always go to the grocery store with a list and also a menu. Saves a ton of time and a ton of money. All right, number four. So I, um, I had to get my first apartment again after I got divorced and I had nothing. I had no furniture. I had my clothes. That was it. <laughs> that was all that was to my name. It was actually an incredibly freeing experience, but I didn't exactly do it the best way. I had to go out and buy all new furniture. And so at that period in my life, I thought, you know what? I owe myself nice furniture. So I went out and I bought all of this furniture, I, for some reason, decided I had to have a two-bedroom apartment, which was ridiculous because it was just myself. So I totally could have had one bedroom and saved, you know, a good deal of money every month. But I went out, I decked out my apartment. And when I say I had nothing, I had nothing. I had no silverware. I had no cups. I had no sofa bed. I had nothing. And so I went out and I went shopping. Now, I didn't go to, you know... Um, uh, restoration hardware, right? I wasn't that crazy, but I did go out and buy all new stuff. And in hindsight, what I really should have done is go to yard sales, go to Craigslist, you know, maybe buy my bed new because I think it's a little weird to sleep on a bed that, uh, somebody else has slept on. That's just my own personal opinion there. Um, and couch couch is weird too, right? Like I really, I'm just not a fan of sitting on a couch that I don't really know where it's been, but okay. Other than those two things, I could have just bought used and it would have been, it would have been totally fine. Nobody would have known the difference. It still could have been an amazing place. Okay. Number four, this is a big one, actually being afraid of my talents when I had my first business. So when I ran my first business, I made a lot of connections. I had a lot of people that said they wanted to open doors for me and I was terrified. So what I did was not maximize those connections, which ends up being a big money mistake because I didn't take full advantage of it. So whatever situation you're in, take advantage of the situation, not like a sleazy way, but, um, in a really smart way. Okay. Number three. Oh, again, this is another one. I don't really want to admit. I bought an expensive, very expensive luxury car. And, um, and that was, that was a mistake. I bought it way before I could actually afford it. Um, obviously I can make the monthly payments. So that wasn't an issue, but there were so many other places I should have put that money. And now all I really want is like a small 
inexpensive car. Now I think that's cool. I think driving around in, you know, um, a $20,000, $25,000 car, whatever it may be, you know, is now like the cool hip thing. I'm actually going to bring that back because that is being smart financially, right? Even if I could buy the the expensive car, it's like, no, I'm going to make a choice to buy this car and I'm going to put the rest of my money in my savings, in my retirement. Um, I'm going to give it away, whatever it may be. So that was definitely a, a mistake. And I still have that car. That car is almost paid off. And every time I get in that car, I'm like, oh, now I got a really nice tax write-off for the car. And so I, you know, I did have some nice perks with the car, but, um, yeah, it was just not a good, it was just not a good decision. And I totally get wanting to have a luxury car. They smell nice. They look nice. You kind of feel nice in a luxury tar. Yeah, I, I admit it. But at the end of the day, it's just so not worth it. Okay. And then number two and number one, um, they're the same thing and it deserves two um, two numbers on the list. So probably the biggest lesson that I have ever learned is that stuff does not equal happiness. And that was a really tough lesson for me. I understand stuff makes you feel so good. It makes you feel so good in the moment. It's like that weekend splurge, right? When you go out and you get a pizza and you get donuts for breakfast and maybe you finish with ice cream and you know, you have a couple of nice beverages in there and like, you're like, man, this is awesome. I'm just eating whatever I want today. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, I feel like crap. Why in the world did I do that? Well, that same feeling for me is what I got from buying stuff. I let stuff replace things in my life for many, many, many years until I woke up one day and went, you know what? This stuff it's really stupid and it really doesn't actually mean anything, right? Hence buying the luxury car. Um, and so, you know, I really just try and like tell people that I know that especially if you're in your twenties, buying stuff feels really good. And I'm not, um, I'm not shaming you for that feeling because it does, it feels really freaking good but it doesn't really help you in the long run. And if I could really show you what, I mean, okay, let's just do a personal example here. If I could unbuy a lot of the stuff that I bought that really didn't make me happy anyway, and I could have put that money in some sort of um, retirement account, I would be looking at that account now and I would be so happy. It would make me so happy, but I can't undo everything, right? So I've learned that even sometimes now when I'm like, ooh, I really want that nice thing, I give myself 24, 48 hours to think about it. Do I really want that nice thing? How is that nice thing going to make me feel? Is it, Am I buying it because I want to feel happy or am I buying that thing because I really need that thing? So I put myself through a little test and hopefully you will do the same, all right? So my whole point of this whole long, drawn-out podcast is just really to remind you guys, don't beat yourself up you're going to make money mistakes. Some are going to be epic. Some are going to be small. And, um, you know, just own it. This is who I am. These are the things that I've done. I'm not perfect, but you know what? I'm working, I'm working on it. And, and for you, um, you should be really proud of yourself. You're getting tools in your money tool chest and you're doing a lot more than most people are, are doing. You're taking time out And, um, you know, I just can't thank you enough for tuning into the podcast. It means so much to me. Every time one of you emails me and tells me all the amazing things that you're doing and accomplishing, 
I just feel really proud that maybe I've been able to help you a little bit on your journey. So as always, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at Millennial underscore Money. And if you like this podcast, please go over to iTunes Millennial Money and leave us a review.